Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Hey, everybody. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this is our special new thing we're trying. It's our Hiccopedia, a deep dive into a beloved creator's early work. Of course, the beloved creator is no one other than Jonathan Hickman. And with his era of X-Men coming to a close in the next few months, Homo Superior is taking a time machine back a few years to review, analyze, and dissect some of his previous Marvel work. We recently visited uh, 2009 to review, analyze, and dissect lots of reuse of, I love that, uh, Hickman's first Marvel work, Secret Warriors. If you didn't hear it, it's out. So go listen to it. Just type in Homo Superior Secret Warriors. Uh, today, we're heading to 2010, 2011, and 2018. What time is it? Uh yeah, we're definitely going there. Uh, we're going to be talking about his and Dustin Weaver's Shield. Uh, their pair as a their miniseries that tells a complete story and acts as a companion to Secret Warriors, which we again read. You can listen to it right now, uh, and a prequel of sorts to his Fantastic Four and Avengers runs, which we'll be talking about and recapping in the future. But first, what is Shield? So, well, if you're listening to this podcast, we're pretty sure you know that S.H.I.E.L.D. is the on-again, off-again police force in the Marvel Universe that's sometimes led by Nick Fury, Maria Hill, or Daisy Johnson, and is often disbanded or taken over by an evil organization. Oh, and their (laughs) helicarriers always crash all fucking ways. Amen. But for today's purposes, S.H.I.E.L.D. is a millennia-spanning organization filled with history's most forward-looking thinkers protecting the Earth from external threats like the Brood, Galactus, and Kree Sentries. A real league of extraordinary gentlemen, if you will. Apparently, the organization was founded by Imhotep, the Egyptian chancellor to Pharaoh Djoser, while he, Apocalypse, and the original Moon Knight fought off a Brood invasion circa 3000 B.C. The series, however, starts off in the early 1950s with Howard Stark and Nathaniel Richards, the respective dads of Iron Man and Mr. Fantastic, recruiting a young, superpowered man named Leonid into S.H.I.E.L.D. He spends three years in the Immortal City under Rome, which serves as the organization's headquarters, learning everything he needs to know about being the perfect agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., or so we think. He's visited by his father, a mysterious figure named Nightman, who we later discover is Nikola Tesla, and the series ends up being uh, about a conflict uh, uh, about S.H.I.E.L.D.'s direction and the very nature of mankind, with Leonardo da Vinci on one side and Isaac Newton on the other. While, Leona, while Leonid, uh, uh, I can never say his name right, uh, believes that a third way is a correct decision. Uh, except not really, because he ends up siding with da Vinci due to the fact that Newton is an amoral, torturing megalomaniac. A lot of Hickman stuff, Hickman-esque stuff happens in the series, including some timey-wimey hijinks and a celestial star child that really loves math. Oh, and Michelangelo shows up to do his best Dr. Manhattan cosplay. Right. So let's get into the discussion. Can I first just say, I'm getting really parched. Does anyone have like a, a Nick Cola? A mm. Nikola Tesla? Mm. I like Crystal Nikola. Yeah. Nikola Light. <laughs> Crystal meth. Mm. Diet Nicola, okay. All right, since this was coming out at the same time as Secret Warriors, but um, I was thinking, how do the two miniseries? It's the, this isn't really two miniseries. It's just it's two one ch- long miniseries. Two, series. two six series chunks that were thrown together. Yeah. Um, how do the two miniseries work for you conceptually and from plot perspective? I mean, to start with, I was not expecting this kind of long form centuries 
story when I was going to read a, a shield, shield book. Yeah. <laughs> I explained this as very weird. You, and that well, we, you we were going to skip it. We were going to skip it. And then I said, no, it's too fucking it's, weird. Well, not to. very weird. Yeah. When you describing weird, I should have known how batshit insane this would have been because that you would qualify this series as weird. The funny thing is I actually don't think of this as batshit insane. I just think of it as sort of unexpected and then it became, okay, now I kind of see where this is going. Uh, Like, I'll get into why I think it's some of the best and some of the worst of Hickman stuff Mm -hmm. because it's like some of his, like, really good ticks come out and some of his really bad ticks come out too. Conceptually, I find it infuriating. I'm... (laughs) So I knew you would hate it. Fair. No, no, I did not. I actually didn't hate it. It's the concept. I'm just so tired of history having four people in it that matter. Yes, yeah. there's like there's like four who we all think of as perfectly white guys who are yeah, like, yeah. I'm like thinking come on. I mean, do we have to tell these like people? Is there anyone them. else from history that maybe we don't have a a big uh, you know, historical knowledge of, but we do know some things. I couldn't tell use. you how angry I was by the end of the series where they're fighting in like the three different post apocalyptic environments. Well, I know the cal- like they actually added some level of diversity towards the end in terms of male racial yeah. diversity. What I didn't like was that there was not a single fucking woman who did anything. But There's bird, bird woman. Listen, bird, bird woman lady. is super important. She's a she, mother, and that's all I we have. We don't so really explain her or give her a name. Or, or a name, yeah, bird Yeah, woman. like it is, it is certainly the most like, I, I, was, I wouldn't pin it on like, it was just like, it was just like, it representation does really matter. It was like this whole series runs through of just famous men, and you're like, ugh. I hate this. I, well, do. I, I think they were purposely getting a lot of Renaissance stuff because it, it was coming from that reinvention era. But, um, I mean, it wasn't acceptable that this happened. So I started reading the, <laughs> I started reading it no, when right. it first came out, like when the issues were coming out in 2010. When and, it or when you. Uh, that too. Uh, <laughs> and, like, you know, in the first part where you see the stuff with Imhotep and then you see, you know, the stuff in the Celestial in China and uh the stuff in the mm-hmm. renaissance i was like oh this could actually be really cool because like we're gonna see like different sort of like uh marvel celestial yes. beings or like yeah. cosmic beings coming to earth and these various thinkers around yes. the globe being part of shield protecting the earth like that was kind of neat when it became so uh myopic and focused of like on this like conflict between da vinci and uh isaac newton, newton, newton with like you know a chained up nostradamus i was like i got exceedingly bored and don't forget about leonid yeah, who doesn't matter in a whatsoever bit. it's yeah. so the the basic concept it's in hickman form so right there's like 40 different spreadsheets and like uh, <laughs> a weird diagram that you're like this still doesn't make sense did you move that to your google drive <laughs> yeah of course i had to and i just slept with it for a little bit but like oh, it's uh it's overly complicated and then at the end it became extremely simple and i don't know if I'm, I like that or I don't, but it became a, a giant MCU movie at the very end where they're yes. just like stomping mm-hmm. through things. Uh, it's it's tough to, I can't, I don't know my feelings on it mm-hmm. yet. Um, You've been processing them since 2010. Well, yeah, yeah. well, then we had a long break because this came out many, yeah, many yeah, moons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has um, a very Manhattan Projects feel. Yes, yeah. very right. much so. I, I will. I just want to clarify because you did ask the question about how do the. Oh, I was thinking <laughs> when you said too many series, I was also thinking about how it connects to Secret Warriors, and I would agree that it's a good companion to what Hickman's trying to do. Yeah, 
All right. No, 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 In Secret Warriors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Jackass. Great uh, segue. Yeah. Leonardo da Vinci appears as Ares leading that mission. I mean, the meeting yeah. of the Great Wheel at that one point. Are there any of the cross- crossover moments you found at all in it between Secret Warriors and S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, it makes not a lot really now. It makes a lot more <laughs> sense as to why Leonardo da Vinci was in Secret the Warriors, per- which I said, "What the fuck?" When I read yeah, it. I purposely didn't explain who that man was. Yeah, I so if like Secret Warriors began with uh, Shield always being part of Hydra, and then eventually you find out that Hydra was working for him all along because his yeah. brother replaced uh, the Kraken. Uh, I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of like Shield mm. or excuse me Hydra's influence in the early parts with like Nathaniel Richards and Howard Stark, just some yeah. reference to it uh, to make the to create a little more connective tissue. I I would say I uh, yeah I I would agree like MCU stuff or and and Marvel Universe stuff was just not enough ingrained in it, and it all the other stuff felt a little bit forced. Well, let me, me get into exactly what you're saying. Can you Please mesh do. the infrastructure of S.H.I.E.L.D. as presented in the two series, Secret Warriors and S.H.I.E.L.D., into a functional whole? Or are they just different to the point where two aspects of the organization should not exist together? Should not have been written like this. Mm. You know, people grow and people change, and maybe Shield does too. You know, I, I had, pr- hey, I had why can't it. Shield as well? I mean, it hey. did grow and change based yeah. on the storyline. Companies True. are people, my friend. I did <laughs> see it. Yeah, I mean, I do think that there was like a bigger. They felt connected enough. I think Hickman. It just felt like they were more peeling. Hickman wanted to keep doing more peeling back of the onion for Shield, which I I did like, and I didn't. I saw them as connected. What I I think the it just. The overall premise, I actually didn't super mind. Besides the fact that I also hate historical figures being used to like, they are doing all these secret things. Like even Assassin's Creed is one of like the world's most annoying video game series because they just find a way to <laughs> transplant you, transport you to do everything. Like you're writing with Paul Revere, you're meeting uh fucking Leonardo da Vinci and all this shit. And it's it, that never fully worked for me, but I do think that I appreciate that if you were gonna go that far into the mythos of Shield already in the first place, uh. the last time. Just keep fucking digging. Like, there's going to be dinosaur shield is what I want to say. Oh, love. Does this take place between, what, 1958 and 61? They talk about three years. Didn't it start in 58? When I thought it was 52 is when it started. Well, then it's 52 and 55. So most of the characters we think about wouldn't exist yet. But obviously Nick Fury would, and you think that would be an important character to put in here. Just to button on the end of it, wouldn't you know, the last thing you see is, like, the shield logo or whatever. Wouldn't it be fun if they're telling the story to the current, like, secret warriors or something like that, or even Nick Fury? I don't want to hear any, I don't want to see those dumb kids again. <laughs> but just to Close tie everything loop. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like Nick Fury gets, this is the secret history of your organization. Absorbing yeah. boys. Yeah. Like, I got to go see my absorbing man. It it, uh, <laughs> it's, it seems like information that needs to be buried in some mm-hmm. way. Kind of like what happens in uh, Star Trek Discovery. That there's this super-powered ship. Everyone, it's, but it's set in like the original series timeline. They got to get rid of it because it's too, too important powerful. in technology. Yeah. This kind of history of S.H.I.E.L.D., really makes it feel more like MIB in terms yes. of its silliness that like, oh, wait, you guys had Leonardo da Vinci running around as recently as 60 years ago? Like, you don't remember Baby Galactus crawling up on the shoulders of yeah, Shield Agent? Like, <laughs> and, and they were spitting out <laughs> shitty math problems that he wasn't good at, and he's like, he's learning. Yeah, one over zero, one over zero. <laughs> because, yeah. because then, you know, the view of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, you know, especially in Secret Warriors, is kind of like um, a more modern Jason Bourne style adaptation of the Cold War 
yeah. actual spy games version of these organizations. So the, uh, the one of the things that I like sometimes like there's throwaway lines in Hickman stuff that I'm like, oh, I want you to follow up on that. And he, mm-hmm. he doesn't. Yeah. Where he talked about, you know, the, the shield it, the shield was in the West and the spear was in the East. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see more about like what like what that meant. Yes. And like how the these organizations maybe splintered off like after Imhotep or wherever and like what their missions ended up being and whether they became in conflict a little bit later on. Like that's the secret society shit can work. It just like it was potential not realized for me. Having the uh, silk trade, for example, might be a great way of showing like for sure stories that happen in places that we're not telling stories and you can continue like this connection across worlds you're calling out the good example Kalen. that like it it after the first issue it started feeling very myopic and i none of the characters really had that interesting of motivation beyond that like i'm taking it down i'm building it up like it was just it was still you interesting but like i would have loved to to just spend more time watching the history of shield grow for these, like in these East West kind of ideas and what that would mean and what it could show. And we just lost that to focus on this character story that didn't really matter. And to your, to your point, like I think the first issue is so interesting. Um, but right after that, it does lose, lose some of its like whimsical, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, f- like fun. It, it kind of reminds me of like lock and key. Like if you mm-hmm. um, maybe not the Netflix show, but like the actual <laughs> no. comic series, it's uh, it, some mystery and kind of fun. Like, oh, what is it? What is this about? And then everything, and this is Hicks, Hickman's writing, but it's very everything is very explained. Um, but yeah, I could have used a little bit more mystery. Right. I feel like let's go into some characters we already mentioned. Yeah. Them. Um, but I'll start off with the main rivalry uh, between Leonardo da Vinci and Isaac Newton. What do you think of how those characters presented? God, Hickman hates Cl- Newton. Clears Newton, <laughs> a murderous <laughs> piece of shit. He's on the Apple side Carl, there. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I, I, Leo was fun. I, I really mean, liked Leo. I like Leonardo da Vinci a lot. Like, I mean, they definitely played him up as like this, like you know, kind of adventure renaissance man, as you know, which is cool. That, I feel like, like you would see him at Burning Man or something for right? sure. Yeah, 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 with his like little wing contraption that he had. <laughs> uh, but like the the Newton stuff, I was like, was he looking for historical like antagonist? And I'm like, yeah. Newton. Do him? we know this? I, know. I haven't Googled it's... to see whether he's a monster. Yeah, I, I'm sure he N- is. Newton but... wasn't really a monster. I uh, think it had more to do. Out. He was probably uh, he was probably a neuroatypical, and like he did all of his major discoveries before he was twenty six, and then after that he was working as like kind of a counselor of the exchequer, you know, kind of spy looking for people who were uh, f- uh, printing fake money, and then you he know? killed them all, and <laughs> then he he murdered them at, at you know. I, like, power. I just thought of this. You know who I would have replaced him with is Thomas Edison, especially if you're bringing in Nikola Tesla. Yeah. Uh, and the contrast. And I mean, the whole thing is like, I mean, it's like a Simpsons episode where Homer wants is wants to be the next Thomas Edison, and then he finds out that Thomas Edison was modeling himself after Leonardo da Vinci. Mm. And so you could have like, I know it's a Simpsons thing, but like you could have had a thing where like uh, Edison was in the shadow of yeah. da Vinci. And wanted to then surpass him and, like, you know, became, you know... And, and Edison was supposed to be a dick. Like, he was supposed I, to be I, a really bad guy. I pictured Edison showing up, though. Well, oh, yeah, because yeah, Edison had, like, was, like, patent crazy. It was, like, all sorts of shit. Yeah. I, that makes a lot more... Well, because I, I thought what they were trying to juxtapose is, like, even though they were both relatively, obviously, like, science-based, Da Vinci was much more on the... It was, like, it, you're obviously Sci- just doing... Science and art. You're just doing chaos yeah. versus lawful. You're doing art versus, yeah. like, yeah, art versus science kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I wish to your point that like, yeah, I was like, nothing stood out to me when they were like, he's like, I'm Isaac Newton. I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. There there is, there is something I think to picking these characters that's meaningful 
but I wish was explored more. Like I can understand uh, Newton's motivation as being this kind of like, um, you know, whatever the divine, not the divine will, order, but like yeah. it's preordained right. because of his knowledge of physics and the way that orbiting bodies work and the how, quiet math. how predictable <laughs> things are. Um, you, you and guys. That da Vinci is coming from a time where, you know, he's not being, uh, you know, to the degree that people have been historically persecuted and murdered. He's celebrated for his inventions that he might have this more free spirited mm -hmm. mentality, but it really seems like it was that all that is just flattened to being like one person believes in free will and the other believes in determination. I mean, don't we want Marie Curie to be the Isaac Newton role? Just a complete monster <laughs> oh who's God. a murderess. That would be great. She, I would actually And people that. couldn't be around her because she's just constantly yeah, radiating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should we get into Leonid, um, Nicholas Tesla, and the Bird Woman? Just like that famous they did it all together. They did not feel like characters. No. They felt like, like just catalysts more than yeah. anything else, like plot devices. I did think that, I thought uh, the night, yeah, Right. Nightman. Yeah, it his makes me think like, of um, uh, Dayman. He was the most Dayman. Interesting. Uh. <laughs> he was the most interesting, but yeah, Leonid was. I think I assumed, and this is what this is the whole thing that kind of gets me to the crux of this series that I think I didn't like. It feels like if I was like a twelve-year-old, just me being twelve. You are. I was like, no, I was like a twelve-year-old white boy. I was like me being twelve-year-old. I would read this, and be like, wow, this is so cool and so deep because it's asking me what I think. Do should I go this way or that way? And then I read this and was like, this fucking stupid. <laughs> like I was like, this is. It just wasn't. It didn't feel in depth enough. But I appreciated mm -hmm. what they did to create Leonid as almost like it was basically like a role-playing game. Almost like you could literally exist as this person because he has no real depth. It's like, what if you woke up? as a star-powered human being and then how to do all these things and make all these choices. It just didn't really work for me. But the he, only, yeah. Oops, sorry. No, no, no. The only thing I liked about Leonid was that final Vitruvian Man moment where like, he was uh, three different versions of himself, like Leonardo da Vinci's yes, not art yes. piece, but sketching. The only thing I liked about him was his outfit. That was cool. Like, honestly, <laughs> I really liked his outfit. That's like a good superhero outfit. It is. It yes. really is. I like Nikola Tesla's kind of like robot gimp outfit. That was fucking I cool. I quite like that. Uh, yeah. I literally thought it was like a, I was like, this is sex. Mm -hmm. Like, I love. They he looked like, uh, like a droid Black Bolt. Is what he looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. He's yeah, into like, electric play. Oh, hell I wish, yeah. I wish we got Stick a little more yep. bird woman. I but, like yeah. the fact that like just the, the color design, the fact that he's sleeping with the bird woman. The artwork was, was, the artwork was great. Why it was just so depressing to just have her be like, know. hey, you killed him. That's all they call yeah. it for dialogue. <laughs> Let me like hold on, hold him in the final shot of one issue. So I mean, something about Leonid that comes through in the same way it appears in like Secret Warriors is that it starts to feel like at this point Hickman's central protagonists are completely bland. They're not really interesting. And mm. that what's really more interesting to him is to build the world and the, the conflict surrounding it. But you still need like important individual motivations mm -hmm. to really lock listeners and readers into that universe. Yeah, I agree completely. All right, let's do two more pairings. Michelangelo and Nostradamus, the two that like know everything and yeah. Michelangelo forces Nostradamus to know everything get captured for like 300 years. Jesus Christ, that uh, was terrible. More more plot devices. I mean, I describe Michelangelo as Dr. Manhattan ass. You're spot on. Yeah. And he is. Uh, I'm really tired of that character. Like, oh, he's from all times. You he, don't oh, yeah, yeah. understand well, I'm, I'm yet, but of, you will. I'm but tired he's of Nostradamus. 
I don't, yeah, care, that I don't too. care about Nostradamus at all. Fuck him. He's boring throughout time. When Had a lot was, of great jelly recipes. When he was like, yeah, they, <laughs> not a I, joke. <laughs> I didn't. Em- I felt bad because I didn't empathize with him at all. No, <laughs> I, like, I didn't empathize with anybody. Seem, yeah, it, that's what. It, there's a lack of emotion. You seem like a bird woman. <laughs> Oh, total bird woman. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> no. that's my Comic-Con okay. yeah. Let's get our actual Marvel characters. Howard um, Howard Stark and Nathaniel Richards. Uh, Give me more of them, I feel. Yeah, I wanted more for sure. I liked, I, I thought they were okay, but I really liked Howard Stark at the end when he's like basically yes. giving him a little message to Tony. Yes. Saying, you know, this like this is what the world you're inheriting mm-hmm. and all that. Like, that was cool. It took me a few issues to be like, oh, they're not going to surprise us with an alternate universe. These are just the people that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. The, the Howard Stark moment is the end we were just talking about, mm-hmm. where we wanted it to tie into it and the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. But not yeah. enough. All right, <laughs> final one. Star Child, fucking weird ass. One divided by zero. One I, divided by zero. Uh, He's just hanging out in the sun for a. They uh, listed a bunch of higher forms of mathematics that get increasingly complicated. But they didn't do any of them. They just listed like one plus What's one that? equals two. And you're like, if you, yeah. okay, if a baby came out of your body, okay, yeah, and I'm then listening. they slapped the butt and the baby said one plus two equals three, wouldn't you be like, I got the smartest fucking hey, baby on hey, the planet? That's impressive that he speaks English, number one. <laughs> number two, <laughs> it's. It based 10 math. Yeah, it, that's great. So the first problem, but if it's learning exponentially and it's still doing. Basic arithmetic. Seventeen t- times seventeen. Oh, <laughs> Brent is such a tiger mom. He's, He's like, division. where are the other two points? Look, you can just Google math problems yeah. and then fucking slap it, them in there. It did feel like a Florida like school system. This many years in, and you're only at this <laughs> math. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, yeah. When are you getting long division, you dummy? For real. Um, I like him visually, but he is basically Sun Godzilla because yeah. he eventually yeah. just goes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 One crazy. Boss. I mean, math made me go crazy too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't even want to see the way you approach this. You equations. did, you did, but I thought you got an A in uh, Quiet Math AP. Or <laughs> quiet. quiet something. You know Are what? You I know. wish you would learn other quiet things other than math. I know. Uh, the new SATs being updated. It'll have a quiet math. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it made me, it did make me laugh because I was like, it is actually a cute way to describe the sort of like, oh, I'm learning the universe by simply doing equations. But it was also just like, this is the dumbest fucking toss away explanation. Yeah, what the fuck happens when he gets to Girdle's incompleteness theorem? I, that guy's I, fucked. I do feel just like we're getting into more of like the themes and all that kind of stuff. But like yeah. Hickman is writing this almost as like, a college sophomore in his dorm room. That's what I'm getting And he's at. like, he's got interesting ideas, yes. but he's not quite mature enough yes. yet. And he gets there eventually, I yeah. think. And so it's yeah. just interesting. It's like wa- like watching a musician uh, or listening to a musician's like early works. And you were like, it's they, it's it's oh, like you're spot talent, on, but, but like it's not quite it's refined. All, enough. It's all high yeah. quality, but you're yeah, you're still asking like, well, what's the real, what's the voice, what's the real message, yeah. what's the takeaway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk in a minute about where this is heading and why that works. Um, well, let's go into what hap- what's going to happen next, and, and then just deal with what else he's like writing later. So, what themes or elements that we see in Shield do we think um, that we see in Hickman's Krakoan work? Um, so like visually, like. He likes the brood. It's very clear. <laughs> yeah. Like the inclusion of apocalypse, which I didn't uh, see the first time. But the, I didn't my, even spot it. Yeah. With my reread, I was like, "Oh, that's apocalypse." Um, and then the ending, specifically when we talked about you know the three different timelines, the futures that like Newton escapes to, and they go after him, is very like Moira. Totally. X. Yes. You know, it's like 
the fourth life, the fifth life, the sixth life. He is obsessed, as we know from Secret Warriors, but also from Krakoa era, obsessed with time jumping. Yep. This motherfucker loves to put you in this year, this week, that month, that yeah. this, yeah. that. And this is a lot more coherent than Secret Warriors, to be clear. Yeah. There's one or two moments that I was yeah. just like, wait, what the fuck is happening? You, yeah. you may see some of that again, the time hopping, that kind of stuff. Yeah. By maybe, I meant, yes. What about will. the bebopping? No. What about the beatboxing? <laughs> what did you think, Ark? You mean in terms of what I see going forward? Or well, in, no, in, in the terms Krakow of the, run? the parallel Clark, things. you're like the Michelangelo yeah, of was, this podcast. I wasn't listening so. to myself speaking. So <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, know. I just blacked out. <laughs> 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 then a question appeared. Well, because I realized I missed a question earlier, and that's all I was thinking uh, about. Okay. He, there's also... Um, like he likes his like needle drop moments mm-hmm. where and he like where he repeats the dialogue when you had like Galileo saying some men call me master you can yes. call me brother and then Newton goes some call me men call me brother you can call me master totally like you see a lot of that in like the Krakoan stuff as well yeah. like the quotes like at the very beginning of the issues like Magneto's like moments it's like you will call us gods like at the uh, end of House of X number one um, like. He loves that shit. He does. And that carries through through his work. I think another common theme here is that he recognizes distinct sides, but often feels like there's always a, an additional path and that the conflict that people are experiencing, you know, yes. can have legitimacy. And, you know, he, he respects the interpretations, but that, you know, there's always an additional thing you could be doing. But thinking about like the thing you were just saying, Kaylin, I love that. He's like, I got the perfect idea. The like, are you lawful or are you chaotic? And then the main character says, no, I'm neutral. Uh, <laughs> true neutral. Yeah. He also, um, again, we talked about this during Secret Warriors. He loves like specifically white men being manipulators mm-hmm. of everything. It's Nick Fury. Yeah. It's Michelangelo and others. Yeah, uh, We'll see that more in Fantastic Xavier Four. Xavier and Magneto. Xavier and Magneto, you know, the, the Illuminati and the Avenger stuff. Uh, he, but he's at least with Moira, he's introducing female characters. <laughs> so maybe eventually his he'll have people one. of color, and you know, his uh, first week. woman that's not animal based as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Uh, and then he actually shunted her a underneath the thing for the entire time. Yeah, right. Yes, he did. She's off the chessboard. Yeah, I mean, he he also like he knows the comic reader and how they will overanalyze every little thing. So I think his informational stuff that he does at the end of series is like, look. This is why this yeah. is happening. I know you thought about every other little thing. This is just a little bit of an explanation. I will give a, I, just as a shout out to like the little info pieces. Yeah. I really enjoyed the post Galactus attack where the Pope was like, yeah, sure. Let's just restart the calendar. That's fine. We'll just <laughs> <laughs> that hide these 10 days. Let's call it. I call got it so it. excited by that because that's a perfect area to hide some major secret. Like, <laughs> no, those 10 days don't exist canonically. <laughs> that was like, that was where that the series as it's like our, you know, the whole focus on this historical figure is history stuff. I was like, this is a really cute explanation for it. It's very men in black, but it's also a very cute explanation for it. I do like the fact that, Hey, here's Galileo murdered. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, couldn't the adaption of shield work in the, Current MCU, do you, was this question about the current MCU, meaning what's happening now, or yeah. in terms of the movies that we're dealing with? I don't know. You wrote it, Clark. Either I didn't write that one. I didn't <laughs> no, write kidding. that one, and therefore I had no idea. This I never would have guessed. So the current MCU in comics and in the movies, go. MCU's movies is what I meant. This seems like <laughs> if the- It's already in the comics, too. Yeah. <laughs> the cur- but current comics. Current comics gotcha. a piece of okay. shit. If the MCU was being run like the DCU, 
EU. Mm-hmm. Oh then, God! <laughs> and they were doing one-off stories. Yeah. I could see this as being a one-off movie. I I think we're gonna get that with Eternals a little bit yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it would make this kind of version of Shield a little redundant. I just want yep. like the yep, there's yep, like yep. a post-credit scene where like oh, no. fucking Colby Smulders is just like. Let me tell you about the history of Shield, and they're like Shield coming next summer, and you're like, "What the fuck is it?" Could you imagine watching this movie on screen? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, and just a bunch of random like fucking people that like the MCU. It's the Forrest Gump up. in MCU, basically, <laughs> and, and like Chris Pine shows up as Michelangelo in his steampunk outfit, and you're like, "What the fuck am I watching right now?" I mean, I would, I would literally like pay, I would kickstart that fucking project. I would want to watch it come to screen, yeah, but it will never come to screen. It, it will never and. Uh, should never. I'm sorry. <laughs> it would be a good standalone movie. Maybe you could just take out the M- the MCU yeah, just stuff. Yeah, take out, take out that it's Shield and just talk about a fucking like government secret organization. I yeah. do. I do want to see a character with um Tesla's outfit. It's just a cool design. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Well, and they always did it. They the art the artwork was incredible throughout the series, and I just love that every time they he always had like the longest appendages. I feel like <laughs> whenever he like moved. When I sh- when he showed up, he'd be like, "Yes, your character is nothing, <laughs> yeah. but I just like Super looking cool. at you." Yeah. It's started- and you immediately get bashed every four seconds. You're just murdered. Didn't it start to just feel like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen at some point? That's yeah, I can a lot see that. like that. Yeah, Renaissance yeah. Extraordinary Gentlemen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have one more question. We're going into Hickman's Wet and Wild Fantastic Four run next time. What elements for S.H.I.E.L.D. do you see moving forward, and what elements do you want to see moving forward? I think they'll be involved. Um, <laughs> more Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to be only sad. A few, only a few come through, and some of them are sneaky. There's like literally one panel, I'm not going to tell you, that shows something super important well, um, in the last um, issue. I've read a lot. I haven't read all of his Fantastic Four, but I read a lot so of it. Good. It is very good. But if I hadn't, my I think the through line would be about Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes um, the most amount of sense. Spoilers, yes. When yeah. I talked about some guy in <laughs> oh, multiple no. locations, Nathaniel, you have to time. choose law versus chaos. What yes, do you? I choose neutrality. <laughs> well, cl- clearly he would be in it, considering he's a, this and a Fantastic yes, Four character. I was so taken aback because in my entire life, uh, not that I was a huge fan of Fantastic Four life. anyway, but like. Never even occurred to me to be like, who's Richard's dad? What's what was he up to? What did he was do? he hot? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would I want both of them to fuck yeah. me? Sure. Did he also great <laughs> just as fast movie. as he did? Yeah, I don't know. he had special powers too, which I also found super yeah. interesting. Did you want to ask about the gap? Yeah, no, I guess. Did who cares? I I care. I think it was kind of interesting. All right, um, the thigh gap for the. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's literally my head went. Yeah. That's what well, I was going to say. On the Fantastic Four, I I really want to see more personal writing from Hickman because yes. a lot of the voices feel the exact same. And his voice isn't bad. It's no. not it's not yeah. grating. It's not often super monologue-y. Um, it can be repetitive. I do think at times when you're like, oh, this sounds like a line that's going to be a chiasmus. It's just going to turn right yeah. back around. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, every voice in this is on point. Fantastic Four going through, forward. And all the kids that then so show up later, true. everyone's spoilers. I, but yeah. I yeah, mean, but he dialogue also, gets better. I, I knew yeah. Nikola Tesla and that was no Nicholas. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, he didn't bring in his anti-Semitism, I guess. I do, but he did add the 
pigeons that he fell in love with at his death. <laughs> Doves. She <laughs> yeah, looked like a dove, dove. I think which you're is gonna, the same thing. I, Brent, I think, without getting into spoilers, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with Fantastic Four. It's amazing. Uh, uh, it's very good. It's probably... If I mean it's very dated, but it's I think it's the second best Fantastic Four run after Lee and Kirby, the like the original stuff. Uh, I think you it's know Lee and Kirby's run, Stanley Jack Kirby's run. Well, so the I guess you know comparing to Krakoa, to me it feels like there's a substantive difference in his work at this point, where it feels like it's about termination and things specifically ending, whereas like the Krakoa run, it's relatively yeah. open ended and yeah. it's kind of supposed to be continuous. Uh, as a preview for Fantastic Four, is that basically the conception behind like a writer writing for that? Fantastic or? Four has a functional like setup ending. It's much much longer and has two different series going forward halfway through. Okay, it's but, yeah. See, it's like I mean, there's a reason why we started. Obviously, you know, we're doing chronological stuff. Like Secret Warriors was a 27, 28 issue series. This was you know 13. thirteen issues essentially. We didn't even really get into the zero issue, which was kind of Ten. inconsequential. Sort of, yeah. Um, but, you know, the when we get into both Fantastic Four and Avengers slash New Avengers, you see much more of a longer form storyline, which is really, it's like it's like the scale is just building. And nice. then when you finally get to, like, Krakoa, it's like, it's not just two series, it's like multiple series over several years, oh bringing in a stable of writers. We've so. got Secret Wars as well, which we is do. just a nice. connection of most of the stuff he's done throughout the time. Absolutely. Can, can someone explain anyways, to me why there was a multi-year gap between issues uh, I, I i never found out why what it's because was he was it? dealing so heavily with fantastic four to the point where he just didn't have time he for was, that yeah, he was so heavily and dealing nobody, cocaine it was so <laughs> it was it was two reasons one the scripts were so late and then dustin weaver the artist who's mm, okay. been the artist throughout uh, the entire series ended up doing other projects and his schedule didn't free up until he got the scripts seven um, years it later. was a seven it's very year timeless it all fit you can't you can jet I don't. I really don't. I actually thought it got worse as it went on instead of better. So, <laughs> Agreed. Do you think that the it ended at issue four for a while, which is when the Star Child first woke up um, right. for yeah, the that big was final a good fight, like and ending. then we had yeah. two uh, two episodes. And I it mean, goes after off that. the rails. After Where the that. entire comic is just three um, all the time. panels you, going yeah. all it the way through three seconds, three universes. One, yeah. Can you imagine? If you were reading it at the time, waiting seven years, <laughs> seven oh, years, so for, like the the closest I can talk uh, think about it is Planetary, which is you know obviously Warren Ellis is canceled, but mm-hmm. I was a lo- in love with that series. But there were like three four year gaps between issues at times, and it was only it was supposed to last like two to three years tops. There was only twenty four issues, and like I mean I remember getting an issue in like two thousand two, and then the next one didn't come until two thousand five, and I'm like oh okay I guess it's time for Planetary now four years later three years later whatever. <laughs> Um, in okay. that change too, you know how everyone's like basically just shooting energy out of mm-hmm. every orifice they have, just boom, boom. People are exploding. Bird women are di- dying left and right. Yeah, bird in women the, dying left and right. <laughs> in the in the middle of this, just a quiet little moment that I love is Nostra- Nostradamus is just hitting someone with a rock. Um, just it came true. Yeah, <laughs> he did get obliterated in every universe, which as he should. He's a fun. piece of shit. Yeah. His tattoos he's are boring. crazy. I mean, did, not he's precog, just like uh, it, Dustin. Nice didn't he do? He did a little. Um, yeah, uh, the guy. Pan's la- you what can't it, see us, but we're both rubbing our the back of our hands and eyes. Pan's labyrinth. He did a lot of Pan's labyrinth thing. Oh, as yeah. the pale man, yeah. as they call him. A lot of pan. I did like that the rock thing because it was a nice parallel to, to a rock. Uh, New- Newton using Principia Mathematica <laughs> to beat someone over the head. 
which is about all someone's ever they, done. They actually call that the quiet violence too. That, yeah. quiet violence. I did like what a that that motherfucker that was he was like, look, I know you're doing all this, and now I'm ready to just, for you to just beat the shit out of me. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much. Same actually, Michael. <laughs> hey, and Michelangelo's gonna watch. Well, <laughs> So we're going to be on Fantastic Four in about two months, right? Because uh, there's yeah. so much. We're not obviously going to stop it a part way, and we're going to find a good stopping point between storylines, because if not, we'll just die reading 60 issues in a row. <laughs> it's a lot, but good. <laughs> what a way to go, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh. What a Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We'll, well, fi- we'll, we'll yeah. figure it out off podcast and yeah. let you know. <laughs> this has been our uh, Hickopedia <laughs> Shield. Uh, thanks for listening. And, of course, you can always listen to our regular episodes every Friday morning. Uh be gay. Bye. Bye. Bye.